Thank you for plugging into this Family Life News podcast, streaming issues-driven, family-focused news. I'm Greg Gillespie on Family Life, and today we speak with Seth Dillon. He is the CEO of the Babylon Bee. Seth, your official biography says that the Babylon Bee is the world's most trusted, factually accurate news source for real-world events and public figures. I even looked you That's up on X. True. I looked you up on X and Twitter, and you self-identify as a trafficker in misinformation under the guise of satire. Does that tell us anything <laughs> about what people see when they look over at the Babylon Bee? Yeah, I, I hope so. I hope it's clear that those are kind of tongue-in-cheek references. We, uh, we've been accused of trafficking in misinformation under the guise of satire, but what we actually do is just real satire. We're doing, we're doing parody of the news that's going on, which is uh, honestly a challenging project in today's kind of insane world. It really seems like that for you and your Babylon Bee crew to report on real news when people on both sides of the spectrum say that real news sources, the traditional ones, are full of fake news. You overlap a lot with what's happening in the culture and in the news cycle, but obviously take a big twist to it. What's what's that like for you to be in that kind of a context where it's hard to uh, out-satire the, the real news? <laughs> well, it is challenging. <laughs> the way that I put it, not to get too political, but the way that I put it is imagine if your job is to write jokes that are funnier than what Democrats are doing in real life. I mean, it's, it is a bit of a challenge to stay a step ahead of the, the, the curve uh, when, when reality is so insane. I mean, we've got, you know, we're, we're supposed to be able to believe that men can become pregnant, that math is racist. All these things are just so wildly insane. So, yes, yeah, satire is difficult in that environment. It's challenging. And what ends up happening is sometimes you'll tell a joke and it comes true like a week or two later because, you know, the world's just that nuts. Let me ask, not not to have you play favorites against all the other ones, but what are some of your favorite headlines or stories that Babylon B has covered in the last month or so? <laughs> well, I mean, some examples of ones that have come true are, those are always fun and interesting to recap, but we also have a lot of fact checks too. I mean, we've done, we've done really silly articles like CNN purchases industrial-sized washing machine to spin the news in before publishing it, and it got fact-checked by Snopes and rated false, which is just insane. Um, we even did a joke about how the Ninth Circuit Court had overturned the death of Ruth Bader Ginsburg, which was fact-checked by USA Today. I think the ones that are, are controversial because they get fact-checked or because they come true are some of my favorites. Uh, even a, gr- a great Trump joke we did about how Trump had claimed to have done more for Christianity than Jesus. We did that, we did that joke back in 2019, and then last year he actually said, He'd done more for uh, Christianity and religion in general than any other person in history. So it's fun, when, it's fun when the jokes come true. But that just sounds so odd. It would be like somebody going in, Snopes or a fact checker from a news organization, to look at, oh, Saturday Night Live told a joke. It's not really true. But at the same <laughs> yeah. time, that's what you're doing. Yeah, it is It is kind of bizarre. And, and they. it's not that they... They're totally hands-off when they fact-check, you know, other comedy outlets like The Onion or something like that. They do occasionally fact-check jokes from other um, humorists and satirists, but they they do it a little bit differently with us. The, the history of the fact-checking with the B usually involves them accusing us of misleading people on purpose, which is just silly. 
It's one of the tactics that they've used to try to get us censored and deplatformed is to accuse us of either spreading misinformation intentionally or engaging in hateful conduct by making fun of somebody we weren't supposed to make a joke about. We're talking with Seth Dillon of the Babylon Bee. He will be at Hershey, Pennsylvania next week for the Pennsylvania Family Institute. As somebody who deals with humor, what has happened with humor in the past decade? It used to be, again, Saturday Night Live, Conan O'Brien, Johnny Carson, Mad Magazine could make fun of celebrities, politicians, family members. What's happened with humor in recent years? Well, there's been a couple of things that have disrupted humor and comedy. One of the more notable ones is there are all these no-fly zones now where they've kind of roped off certain areas that you're not allowed to go into. Um, You're not supposed to make fun of certain things. And comedians, for whatever reason, have kind of gone along with that. Instead Instead of trying to continually poke holes in whatever the popular narrative is and challenge the powers that be, They've kind of gone along with the promoters of the popular narrative, and they show them deference and and stay hands off on the things that are really mockable, that that should be made fun of. There's very few comedians out there, for example, today who are willing to make fun of or poke any holes in the narrative that, you know, gender-affirming care for kids is a good idea. You'll see them. You'll see it occasionally. Bill Maher recently talked about how when he was a kid, he wanted to be a pirate. Thank God no one scheduled him for eye removal and peg leg surgery. You know, I think that's a good joke. And it's, it's, a, it's a joke that you don't hear often from comedians because most of them are just trying to prop up this popular narrative instead of challenge it. So I think uh, comedians are scared. They're scared of being canceled. And that's the new, that's the new thing is this cancel culture, this, this mob that enforces whatever the narrative is by applying pressure to people to censor themselves and avoid certain topics. It's all just speech control under the guise of trying to protect people from harmful jokes. So the self-censorship is there. Will the Babylon Bee censor itself on things? Is everything fair game for you, or are you unafraid in speaking to the powers that be? We're not afraid of speaking the truth, no. I mean, we've and we've had consequences as a result of that. In response to USA Today naming Rachel Levine as transgender health admiral in the Biden administration, USA Today named Rachel Levine um, woman of the year. This is a male person we're talking about is transgender. You know, our response to that was to name Rachel Levine our pick for man of the year, which was considered misgendering and Twitter knocked us off the platform for it and wanted us to delete the joke and we refused. So, I mean, we've been willing to pay a price for making the jokes that you're not supposed to make and for saying true things. You know, we're, we're, we're unafraid of that, come what may. I mean, we were willing to stay off Twitter forever. We were just lucky that the richest man in the world decided he would buy the platform and restore us. The idea of, of speaking truth to power, it seems to me that artists can often speak a truth in a way that most people don't, whether it's folk singers or dancers or movie makers or musicians, stand-up comedians. Are satire websites in that category? I think so. Yeah, I mean, humor, humor is an effective way of communicating the truth. It's a it's a vehicle for truth delivery. In fact, I, I say all the time that the reason they're after us is it's not just that the, the people who attack the bee and, and call it misinformation or try to get a shutdown for hate speech or whatever. It's not just that they're humorless scolds. I used to think that was the case, but they're really actually they're really actually after the the truth. They they don't want the truth to be uttered. And comedy is a great way of speaking the truth. I, I think Chesterton said it best when he said. Humor can get in under the door while seriousness is still fumbling at the handle. 
And I think that's true. That's why the satirist and the humorists are some of the first the tyrants go after. I don't want to steal all of your thunder from your presentation that you are planning at the Pennsylvania Family Institute banquet, but when you go out to speak to groups in things like this, can you give us a preview of at least the, the flavor or the theme of what you want to talk about when you're at an event like that? Well, I mean, you know, we—it's all right in line with what we're talking about right now. It's—it's it's about um, the, the freedom to speak, uh, to speak the truth, um, and and the reason why that's so necessary. You know, I think as humorists, we're in a unique position. I think it's an uncomfortable and awkward position to be humorists in a so-called free society and have to worry about what jokes you're going to tell because you might get, you know, your livelihood taken away from you. I think that's an insane place to be at. So talking a lot about the threats to speech, the dangers of censorship and the importance of speaking the truth and why why it matters when even even people without large platforms stand up and declare the truth boldly, regardless of what consequences may befall them. That's an important message. So it's one I, I try to share wherever I go. My last question for Seth Dillon, and again, it may be more appropriate to speak to a newspaper editor or a major television network anchor, but I'm going to ask the, the, the humorist here. You may have a perspective on this that the traditional news people wouldn't have. How does the general public sort through all the information that is out here and all of the people tugging and silencing and everything? If some average person wants to make sense of the world, how do we know what's news? That's a good question. Um, I'm extremely wary of and skeptical whenever I come across headlines from the mainstream media because I know they're so often pushing propaganda and their and their headlines especially are are trying to mislead you. You know, one of the one of the things that I do personally is go beyond the headline. You can't just take the headline at face value. You have to read what's actually in the article because oftentimes you'll find that the article contradicts the, the outrageous headline. Digging down deeper beneath the headline is, is a very important thing. Reading widely from a, from a variety of sources and perspectives is important, but trusting the mainstream media at this point, I think, is just kind of insane. They spread misinformation under the guise. They, they accuse us of spreading misinformation under the guise of, of comedy or humor, but they're spreading misinformation under the guise of journalism. So, you know, it's really just projection when they do that. It's difficult. It, it takes it takes not being lazy. you got to be proactive in seeking out the truth. One thing I, I will say, Twitter has gotten better with X, as it's now called, is they now have community notes that attach to claims or, or articles that are putting out false information. And while I don't love the concept of fact-checking, at least the community notes system is set up where more speech is being added to the conversation rather than taking voices away. And so if you're wrong about something, the community may correct you with some added context, but at least you're not being silenced. Seth Dillon is among the voices. He is the CEO of the Babylon Bee. I'm Greg Gillespie, Family Life News.